Welcome to Spring the Beacon with Ryan Rieger. Today we're playing Lego, and Daddy has other dice stay on my play Lego. Hey guys, welcome back to the Streams of Income radio show. I am your host, Ryan Rieger, as always. Um, I love doing this podcast. You know why? Because I get to have really cool conversations with people. I know I would continue to do this even if you guys didn't even listen, because I enjoy getting on Zoom calls, talking to some really cool people, having very cool conversations. And uh, today I had a cool one with a, a friend of mine, new friend of mine named uh, Dan Warheide. He, I found him in the 48 Days Eagles group that I'm, that I'm a part of. And uh, I saw a post and I just reached out to him and said, hey, I, I love what you're doing. I need to get to know you. Let's get on a call. And so we did. Had a great conversation. Uh, since then, I've been on his podcast and I think that actually aired yesterday, I believe. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes to that. Um, but we do a pod- we did a podcast swap. That is a great way to get to know somebody is have them on your podcast. So kind of selfishly, man, I, I, I can see this uh, podcast being an opportunity for me just to find really cool people to talk to. Um, and you guys get to listen in on the conversation. So I learned a lot from Dan today and he is a, a coach, um, coaches people, helping people figure out what to do in their life. He's a military veteran and his motto is how to serve or to serve more people better serve more people better. We talked about how to have conversations with folks. His lead magnets essentially are for his business are just having conversations with folks. And that turns into clients for him. And um, we talked about finding what lights you up. So I know I I talk about this too um, in various podcasts. What excites you? If you're in a situation where you want to have an online business and you don't really know what direction to go, Think about, um, you're going to love this episode, by the way, because we had a little mini coaching session in there and uh, go about three quarters of the way into it. And I start and I say, Dan, pretend that uh, I'm a client. And what questions do you ask somebody who feels stuck, who wants to have an online business and you're really just not sure where to go? Um, He asked some great questions. One of them is, you know, think about the times that you were, you felt successful, um, what are some things that people ask you about? What, what do they come to you for advice for? What excites you after you get done doing this thing? What, and you're excited about it. What's that thing? Um, think about things that just, um, after you do it, you're, you're energized. You're not, you're not demoralized. You're not like, oh, wow, that was, uh, so hard, so difficult. Um, those are the things that you would want to be steering towards and that it's just a series of self-discovery Um, it's a path of self-discovery, figuring out what you're good at, what you enjoy doing and where that skill set, that knowledge that you have connects with the needs of the world. Cause there are people willing to pay you for that knowledge, that experience that you've had. And that could be books, courses, uh, one-on-one coaching like Dan, there are so many opportunities on to ways to make money online. So I know you're going to love this episode with Dan Warheide, um, and I'll stop now and just here give it give you that give you the interview right here. Here's my interview with Dan. Dan, welcome to Streams of Income Radio. So awesome to have you. 
Ryan, I feel like I just saw you the other day. I appreciate you having me. Um, I'm super excited to be here with yeah, you. Yeah, let's. Um, I, I was fun. I love podcast swaps. That's a great way. We could talk about so many things, Dan. But there's a. <laughs> that's a really great way to reach out to somebody. Um, instead of I, in, I feel a little bit weird. Um, I, I just need to get over it because I know that what I have, what what I, I know I bring value to audiences, but. For me, it's it feels a little weird to say, "Hey, Dan, I ha- you have a pro growth podcast. You and Elizabeth do. Can I be on your show, please?" I mean, I know that's not the a bright approach. You do something right. different, but it's so much easier to say, "Hey, would you like to be on my podcast?" And then after that, we could say, "Hey, you were on mine. I'd be happy to be on yours if you're interested in that." It's just so much easier to do that for me. I don't know. It is easier. Um- it, because you're already making people feel empowered, important, uh-huh. and like they have value to contribute. And when you can make people feel that way, you know, I, I forget who said it, but you know, people will always remember how you made them feel. Yeah. Um, the things you say come and go, our memories will lapse, but you'll always remember when you think of that person, how did they make me feel? And right. It's so much easier when you can reach out to somebody and say, hey, I think you have a ton of value to contribute to my audience. Would you mm-hmm. be willing to do that? Yeah. yeah. And it's just, a, I mean, I'm all about, since we're here talking, I'm all about looking <laughs> at ways to serve people better. And, yes. you know, even if they never ask me to their show or their podcast, mm-hmm. maybe it doesn't make sense for their audience. And that's right. okay with me because right. I'm looking to serve my audience and I'm serving the people that I'm inviting at the same time. For sure. Yeah. Cause even if, you know, let, let's say that um, we didn't do the swap and I just, um, you know, got you on my show, the advantage of that, even, I mean, looking at it from a selfish perspective, <laughs> I would imagine you're going to like share that, Hey, you were on the streams of income radio show. And that's obviously going to let your audience know about me. So it doesn't even have to be a swap to for it to be mutual benefit, mutually beneficial. If you have an audience on social media, you probably are sharing, Hey, I was on this podcast or this podcast or this podcast. And, um, that actually, I mean, that definitely helps me even if, you know, I was never on your show. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's all about looking at how how are people discovering me? Mm -hmm. Um, And when I share those opportunities where I'm on someone else's show, it certainly benefits me as well. But again, the content, the conversations that happen, at least at least from what I know about you and what you know (laughs) about me, those conversations are really the the core of what we're doing. It's Mm -hmm. it's uh, for us. I just had a comment recently from a, a podcast subscriber that really made me think how proud I was of accomplishing what we've done so far. So we just released your episode. We just recorded this week will be episode number 54. Um, And that'll come out at the time of this recording. It'll come out tomorrow morning. But um, in that process, you know, growing and learning and adding Elizabeth as a co-host or inviting her to become a co-host on the show, because it just Mm -hmm. started out at first with just a couple conversations she was a part of. So I wasn't talking to myself. Yes. And we grew from that. And the comment I got the other day was just that we were, it sounded like we were just having a regular dinner conversation. Right. And I was like, man, that, that's, yes, I like that. Absolutely. Let me, let me give you some more background. Is that all right? Yeah, go for it. So when we started doing that, Elizabeth was new to podcasting. And Uh for those that don't don't know who she is, Elizabeth is um, a powerhouse in my business. She's all things customer-facing, client-facing, and helps me with so much. But she's also a tremendous co-host and makes these conversations 
deeper. It adds perspective yeah. that I can't bring. And, and, sure. but when we started, and she's going to kill me for saying this, but <laughs> when we started, um, she was like super nervous about, you know, not saying the right things or, um, not having a contribution that was valuable. And, and I said, okay, let's do this. How about if we have a conversation, we're going to record that conversation. And if we both agree, it will potentially become a podcast episode. Mm-hmm. She said, okay, I can do that. <laughs> and that's where it started. And that's so just looking, looking back now yeah. at where that, the evolution of that, that we're having mm-hmm. conversations yes. that are turning into podcast episodes. I love it. That's awesome. That's a great way. If somebody listened to this, you think, gosh, I would love to do a podcast a podcast, and I just don't know where to start, or I just feel nervous doing it by yourself. Get somebody else. Do it together. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. Get it out there. And just, just focus on having a productive conversation, right? We have, we do that all the time. We have conversations with people in our day-to-day lives and maybe you don't go out of your comfort zone and speak with people in the grocery store like I do. But, um, (laughs) and and when I'm with other people, they're always like, Dan, how do you do that? And I was like, I, I just enjoy it. I mean, that's, that's that's where I find my happy place is having conversations with other people. And so it, for me, it is probably more natural than some, but mm. they're still those some are still having conversations with people. Yes. Does that have any of those? I know you're not doing that for them to turn into clients for you, but has that ever happened? You started a conversation with a complete stranger and they became a client or uh, bought a bought something, a course of yours or anything? I'm going to say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, when, back when I was doing financial coaching in particular, uh-huh. that happened more frequently because, you know, I, I don't know if you're familiar with the Prosperous Coach uh-huh. um, and the method that's taught throughout the content there, but that's kind of what I follow. I don't really market my coaching services. I just focus on building relationships and making a positive impact in, in the lives of the people around me. And so mm-hmm. when you say stranger... Um, I have a hard time with that. As I, as uh-huh. you were saying it, I was like, you know, I, I like to, my grandfather set probably the best example. I eat dinner with my 93 year old grandfather almost every evening right now. Wow. And my, and my mother, she lives across the street from him. It's a, interesting, but they have a house directly across the street from each other and we all eat dinner um, most awesome. nights of the week. Unless I'm traveling or, you know, got meetings, et cetera. Like tonight I have a mastermind um, meeting uh-huh. that that runs over into dinner time. But, um, we, I, I listen to the stories he tells and the names of the people that he remembers from 70 years ago. Mm -hmm. And it seems like he's never met a stranger. And that's kind of how I feel is I strike up conversations that may never go anywhere. But if my focus is on having a positive influence in the world, Mm -hmm. then it starts with, one smile, one conversation, one yeah. act of kindness or gesture that potentially leads somewhere else. And mm. you never know unless you just start somewhere. So That's so good. Man, I had no idea we we're going to go here, but I, I want to hear your story because I, I love hearing people's stories. But let's, I want to ask you an example for people who are like just inside cringing, like why in the world would I ever talk to somebody who I don't know? Um, 
how mm. to, but they, but they see the value of what you're saying here. Like, I want to do that too, but I'm just so scared about it. Help us with some examples of what you might say to standing behind somebody in a grocery store or how, how do you start a conversation with somebody you've never talked to before? And I know there's like probably 500 different ways to do that. You can comment on something. If they have kids with them, you can comment, but give me an example of what you might do to break that ice. I got, I got two. I want to give you one of them. One of them, it was super fun. I just tried it recently. I got the idea from someone else. So I'll come back to that one. Okay. Because okay. The, the one I use or the one that works for me the most or the, the idea, concept, whatever that works for me the most is as a military veteran, mm-hmm. I, look for, I, I look for opportunities to connect with other military veterans. And so mm-hmm. it may just be a hat. It may yes. be a certain pin that they're wearing on their shirt. It may be a t-shirt that they're wearing mm-hmm. that gives me an idea that they have an, at least an interest in something we have in common. Yes. Um, and I might ask just a simple question about, hey, I love that shirt. Where did you, where did you get it? Are, are you a veteran? Mm. You know, that's an easy way to open a conversation. And that if they is. say no, oh, but they probably, if you ask gen, out of a place of genuine curiosity, mm-hmm. I find that people are much more responsive. And it's not just a no, they're going to say no, but you know, I really like the company or I really like what this represents. They're going to give you more story that you can then yes. engage in. And if they yeah. shut you down, it's okay. It's not yeah, rejection. Sure. It's they've right. got something going on that right. we don't know about. Right. Um, and, and maybe they don't like having conversations with strangers and, and they're, <laughs> they're nervous about it. So, you, sure. I mean, there's lots of that going on. Yeah. The one I found that was really fun though, because I think probably if, if, if I'm not mistaken, a lot of your, your folks are, you know, leading businesses of some sort, entrepreneurs, and um, maybe some of them are a combination, you, you do multiple income streams, so a combination of online, offline. Mm-hmm. And Ray Edwards, who I'm, I'm in a mastermind with him, and he's such a powerful business leader, and yes. by the way, just an amazing copywriter and copywriter coach, teacher, etc. But um, I'm there because of his leadership philosophies and the way he approaches business and he's taught me so much but he posted a youtube video i think it was i might have might have been a facebook video it was only a few weeks back okay and he said if you want to go in and make an impression in a networking environment here's and it was for introverts he said it's something to the effect of introverts this is how you start a conversation with someone you don't know you walk into the room you look at a person you go up to them and say, there you are. <laughs> and man, I tried this. Just yeah. um, I, I joined, the, I just moved to a new area, a new state. I, I just moved to Florida back in May and I've been back and forth to Virginia, but I'm starting to get settled here in Florida. And yeah. um, I, I went and joined the Chamber of Commerce and I went to a luncheon <laughs> not long ago where I knew almost no one because I'm just, I'm new to the area. I'm new to the, the yeah. chamber, you know, lots of, lots of, unknowns and so i walked in and i found one person and i was like hey there you are man what a great conversation we had after that (laughs) what was their reaction like uh who is they were a little thrown off but it just led to a smile and like well are you sure (laughs) and and i said well (laughs) yes i did that on purpose because i didn't know you and i wanted to Right. So <laughs> that um, probably helps just... if uh, anybody listen that's single, this might be good advice too. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't been in the dating game in so long, Ooh. but. <laughs> 
Yeah, that, I, I mean, I imagine that would be a great approach, and it's better than some of the cheesy pickup lines I've heard. You know what? I, I, this is totally off topic, but just talking about this, like I notice, like when, when I'm walking around with my four year old, um, people talk to me, and I, I'm thinking, gosh, if I was. <laughs> Ever if I rewind back thirty years ago when I was single, I like all I needed was a, a dog or a little <laughs> kid with me, and I would have so true got a lot of a lot of people talking to me. So I just changed my profile picture on Facebook this morning to be myself and my grandson newborn. Uh-huh. He was he was only a few days old in the picture, mm-hmm. and um, it's already gotten probably more likes than half of the content I post. Yes, so. <laughs> it's so true. I post a picture of Callan and I get all these likes and comments, yeah. and post a business thing and crickets. <laughs> so yeah. It happens. Yeah. Hey, look, people, people, this is what I found, right? And just playing with, and I say playing lightly, but playing with the algorithms and, and uh-huh. psychology of it all. And people like puppies. Everybody likes puppies. I don't care right. who you are. Um, right. If you've got a puppy picture, post it. it. That's right. Even if it's just for attention, because then you say the picture was for attention. Sure. They they love babies. They do. Right? Mm-hmm. And they love smiling, happy people. And so yeah. I have found Instagram in particular that when, well, so Elizabeth kind of manages that. I send her all the content and pictures, and she does help with some of the content writing. She pulls it from things I'm doing. But she definitely does uh, is an integral part of my social media, um, yeah. which, by the way, we have no real strategy. We just post content that we hope is helpful to other people. Yeah. That, that's yeah. our strategy. Yeah. And what we found is that pe- pictures of me, selfies in particular, and pictures of me on the beach work really well. Okay. <laughs> so um, it's just, it's an interesting phenomenon. And then, you know, we've posted some other things. I, I'm a big fan of the outdoors, nature. I love lighthouses. So we've got some lighthouse photos coming up That's this week. Cool. But um, those pictures tend to do well. Is it and people are like, oh, that looks beautiful back there. I wish I was at the beach, that type of stuff. There's some of that. There's some uh-huh. of just people finding inspiration in the in the image itself. Not yeah. necessarily that it's the beach or mm-hmm. it's an outdoor photo. It's there the reflection that comes with, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, the goal is yeah. again, positive influence for people. That's right. It's one of my big goals. And, and if I can do it with one picture at a time, that's right. One conversation. That's the other thing, right? Going back to this conversation starter thing, mm-hmm. looking for, so I mentioned it, looking for connection points with people yes. is an easy way. I also listen I get fussed at sometimes about this, but I listen to conversations of the people around me, right? Because some mm-hmm. of them, you, they're not obviously worried about privacy. And so right. if if they say something that resonates with me or I've got experience with and I can uh-huh. I can just inject a, a little bit of humor, um, yes. I, I'll do that. because it, And sometimes I get just a smile or sometimes it will be a short conversation. You never know where those things are going. And here's the other key is you never know what's going on in someone's life. I mentioned right. I'm a veteran. Um, I served active duty army for 16 and a half years when I medically retired. Oh, thank you for your service. Wow. You're most welcome. But one, you know, I learned a lot. Um, <laughs> but a couple things that I learned was one, um, if you look at the mission of a lot of veteran organizations right now, it's still focused on the what I would say is a high suicide rate among veterans. Yeah. That um, 22 a day is what it was. I don't know if the stats are still the same, but it's still Um, one is too many, right? Yeah. 
And the fact is, you never know what's going on. The battle that someone is facing inside of their own head. Yeah. And, and so if I can just be a light in someone's life today, you know, I, I remember those stories that when Facebook first started, might have even been, wow, I'm going to date myself, MySpace. Um, <laughs> yeah. You'd see those inspirational stories of the kid carrying the books home from school that dropped them and one person stopped to help. Mm-hmm. And that kid came back later and said, just the fact that you, you know, express that act of kindness yes. changed my outlook on the day I was going mm-hmm. home to, you know, commit suicide. And wow. because of you, I didn't have to. And, and those stories inspire me. Yes. And they're meant to, but yes. they truly hit home for me thinking yeah. about the people I've known or, or others that have struggled with something that m- most people looking at them would never have noticed. Yeah. Mm. So That's if I good. can bring a smile, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Do it. Hey, well, I, um, I don't usually start the podcast out this way. I usually <laughs> like hear people's stories first, but it doesn't really matter. This is exactly what we would do if we were sitting in a coffee shop, just hanging out. We'd end up talking about all kinds of stuff. But um, I do want to get into your stories. So tell me how you got into all this hmm. um, business stuff You're in your journey into this. Well, um, so my story's a little mixed up. I'll be honest with people about that and that I haven't done the work I need to do to to refine it. But there's a lot to tell. And, and mm-hmm. I think I think the biggest components that led me to where I am today is starting with, I grew up in a household with two younger brothers and a single mother who was struggling to put food on the table consistently. Mm. I I told a story in a podcast recently, I think, with um, books, right? Back to school, we're in that time of year for a lot of people. And we had to pay uh, a a book fee each year. So um, somebody asked me, it, it comes from somebody asked me recently why I don't mark in my books. And it comes from that story, which is we paid for those book fees. And then at the end of the year, they would inspect our books. And if we had marked them up um, or torn them up or, you know, damaged them in any way, we had to pay then an exorbitant book oh fee gosh, for yeah. that book. And your mom would kill you. <laughs> well, because she didn't have the money. She had to, yeah. she had to come a struggle to put books in three kids' hands yes. each school year, right? Wow. Um, and and that was a struggle. So I watched this, and I, I here's the part I don't tell very often, but I'm getting a little bit better about it, is I looked at how I could contribute the best way possible. And the only way I knew at the time to work on being successful and being able to make something of myself was to leave school and get a job. Yeah. The only way I saw in my mind then was to go get a job, work hard, bring home money, save money, and contribute. And, yep. and my place in the world was going to be to contribute, and I was just going to keep inching my way forward and, and scrounging for the next level opportunity everywhere I could because I didn't have the money to go start a business in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, you know, this was back in the eighties when, you know, online world didn't even exist. And so starting a business was, you go down, you open a store and I didn't know what I was going to sell in a store and, and man, where would I get that kind of money? And I didn't have the leadership in my family to have taught me how to do that. Mm-hmm. So that was my route to go get a job and then figure out, claw my way to the next level. And I struggled with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, so I dropped out of high school, got a GED, um, and I, I'm blessed. I wished I could remember her name, but we had a teacher who invested time and energy. She said, before you leave, let me spend some time tutoring you 
for the GED. We'll, we'll do study prep for the GED during school hours. Yeah. You can come and spend half a day with us and then you go do your thing, right? And, mm-hmm. and I did that. And this other young lady that was with me did that. And we were successful. And Virgi- the state of Virginia now has a program for GE- GED studying in high school um, for people who just, it wasn't right for. And here, yeah. I've learned a lot of things about why it wasn't right for me. Um, and we can talk about that if you want. But so that's kind of where it all started was looking at how can I contribute to the world now and more importantly, support myself so my mother didn't have to struggle to support all of us. And my yeah. younger brothers, both of them um, had different different educational challenges uh, that that made it more difficult. And so I wanted yeah. to make sure they had everything they need to be successful. Absolutely. So. That's kind of the mindset I adopted. And, and I grew up with a lot of other people's mindsets of, you know, money doesn't grow on trees and all of those things. And, and I still believe money doesn't grow on trees. I, I've not Which seen one be, yet. That would be great, wouldn't it? Sure. I think it would be wonderful. I, although I do have some, some work association with earning money, right? I have to feel to some extent like I'm getting my hands dirty. I'm working hard for the things. The things and the way the money comes in and the way I feel about the money have certainly changed as mm-hmm. a result of where I'm at now, but that's taken hard work. And in yeah. fact, I, I had a coach tell me at one point, um, put, a, put a bowl of dirt on my desk if that was going to help me feel like I was getting my hands dirty. And then I looked at my keyboard, which is white, and I was like, um, Maybe not. I might have to find something else, but that's a <laughs> astound idea. Um, or profound idea. And, and so it clicked for me. And, and I've had, so I've had some challenges along the way. And then I, I, I looked at, okay, what, what, how can I continue to move forward? And I kept trying, I kept trying. And um, I, I just, I never could figure out where I fit in, so to speak. And you know, that started way back in school, I didn't ever feel like I fit in. And yeah. uh, the end of that story is, I am a believer that our school systems were built on, on a system at the time that the country so desperately needed that mm. it was designed for the majority of people to be factory workers at yes. the end of the day. That's what was said by the president at the time. We need a system that is going to promote employment in these factories. And for yes. a very, very elite and select few, they will break free of that and mm. be successful on their own. Right. And that's yeah. where our leadership comes from. Yeah. Isn't that why even the time is the same? Like I remember my dad going to work at a factory. He'd go in at like seven or so and yeah. get, get off at three. That's yeah. very similar to the school hours we had. So it's designed for that. And, and I didn't ever recognize that. Uh, you know, I just felt like I didn't fit in and I never knew why. And I would always get in trouble because I was bored and mm-hmm. it just wasn't for me. Like I could never put two and two together as to how. Christopher Columbus sailing the ocean blue led me to success in business and life or mm-hmm. work and life. And, and, and I get bored easily if I'm not challenged. And yes. so, you know, that's kind of leads more into the work I do now is it's constantly changing. It's always new challenges that are presented, whether, you know, the people are always different and the conversations I have are always different and it's so much better now, but mm-hmm. that's kind of what led me to, um, at 26 years old, I'd done, I'd already collected a, a 
eclectic, eclectic background of experience, anything from painting race cars to uh, manufacturing industrial pump equipment. And I was certified as a pump mechanic by uh -huh. Moino Industrial. And I, and and then I worked at Canon USA and the tech support. And mm. that was that was fun because of the the to some extent the challenges, but then I moved over to their customer relations team and was working with, you know, higher level, uh, complaints, so to speak, or situations that came up to Canon's attention and, and we would work through those. And mm. it, it's just always, always looking for how can I continue to improve my situation in the world? Yes. About that time I had my first daughter and, um, I was like, okay, I'm not really, successful what can i do and my family has a military background so i was uh -huh. like i'm gonna go back and i had looked at it when i was 18 and then for whatever yeah. reason opted not to pursue it i wanted to figure it out and i was struggling to figure it out so the military gave me a couple sound reasons to join one you know the benefits to my family at the time uh -huh. um the reliable source of income uh -huh. not great but certainly reliable i could count on the fact that if I showed up and did what I'm supposed to do, I could get paid. Yeah. And uh, less risk of being fired, so to speak. So I did that. <laughs> and then I realized in that transition that um, I was in the intelligence field and I knew on uh, no better way to get trained in a field that would set me up for future success than on the job training and the, and the capabilities that the military had to deliver that. Mm hmm. And this is much longer than I anticipated. I apologize. No, this is fascinating. Yeah. But, uh, so I did that. Um, but a couple things in my career stood out to me. Uh, I evaluated after my, I signed up for six years initially because it came with a pretty hefty bonus. Yeah. Um, and and I figured, ah, six years, I could I could figure out what's next after that. And and again, the intelligence field is going to set me up for success. Yeah. But then I encountered a lot of poor leadership. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I had the ability to mentor younger people as they came in with the little bit of time I had already served. And I said, mm -hmm. okay, it, I don't have a plan at six years. I'm going to stick around a little longer. Mm -hmm. And what kept me there, what, what made me make that final decision to stick around a little longer was that I had people telling me that I had influenced them mm. in a positive way. And I said, yeah. oh, if I can improve one person's life, mm -hmm then it's worth it. And so I signed back up, um, stayed in a little longer. Uh -huh. And then I did it again because I pr procrastinated on actually creating a plan. I still didn't, Ryan, at the end of the day, I still didn't know what in the world I was going to do. Yeah. And at the end of my career, I realized I had zero clue what I wanted to do, what I was mm. called to do, meant to do. None of it made sense to me. I just knew that I'd spent the last 16 and a half years and I still didn't have a plan. And so at that point, I said, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get out there and figure this thing out. Yes. I'm committed to taking control of my own life. Yeah. I'm committed to identifying what success looks like for me mm. and committed to doing whatever it takes to start achieving that for real instead of mm. playing around. Yes. And that's, I mean, that, so that's kind of what brought me here. I've done a number of things along the way, but what landed me into coaching was, um, I looked, I looked at all the things I'd started off before I left the military doing as a master financial coach with Ramsey solutions. And mm -hmm. I enjoyed that 
although it wasn't the challenge for me then was I didn't know how to market myself as a financial coach and convince people who were telling me they were struggling with money to pay me so that I could be successful in my own perspectives and Mm. and, uh, adventures. And it just wasn't, it wasn't adding up for me. And so, and then at the time there was this stigma as I perceived it in the world about coaching. And so I just opted out. And what I ended up doing was pursuing story brand for the marketing principles that they taught because out of everything, you know, one of the big things the military taught me was keep things simple. Yeah. Although that's probably, I don't know many people listening, if they're familiar with the military probably go, what? Cause they don't keep things simple, but that's what I took away. Right. I, I like to keep things simple. That's how we achieve more with less. Yeah. Um, and as the years went by, we certainly had less in the military. And so we had to do more with less. And we had commanders who were always saying, yes, we'll do that. Mm. But we didn't have the resources. And yeah. So, okay, wow. well, let's figure it out. Anyway, I digress. So, I, you know, I started off in financial coaching. I became a story brand guide on the, the necessity of learning the marketing aspects. And I actually really enjoyed learning all I could about the marketing world. I'm a marketing enthusiast now, and mm-hmm. um, I still help people overcome challenges when it comes to looking at how to market their business or themselves. And we talk branding and other things. Yeah. Um, what I found in the last few years, and, and by the way, I left StoryBrand because it just wasn't a fit for me. I, I didn't feel like running an agency was, mm-hmm. was my thing. And I'm not a designer, so I struggled with that mentality of I have to be able to do all these things in order to achieve and the only people I knew at the time were charging story brand prices which is a premium product if I wanted their help and I was like "Ah, I just can't afford it so I made I built relationships with a few story brand guides and started helping them with the technical aspects and implementation um, of executing marketing activities and it it varies you know, from day to day, what that looks like. So that was exciting. It was always a new challenge and kept me learning and growing, but I didn't have to worry about the running of an agency component. Right. Yeah. So, um, through that over the past few years, that's kind of where the primary source of income was for me. I realized that the one thing I enjoyed the most was having impactful conversations with my clients Mm. because they would come to me and say, Dan, I want to do this you know, what are your thoughts? And we would have an hour long discussion about yeah. why, how, you know, what ideas brainstorming came to mind and, and how we could implement simple action steps to, to move in those directions. And that right. was exciting. Uh, and, and they pointed out that I lit up when we had these conversations. Yeah. And then in the midst of all that, I joined the 48 Days Eagles community with Dan Miller and uh-huh. um, people started c- coming to me with questions about similar activities and I started being able to answer them and mm-hmm. more and more people were coming and wanting to have conversations with me. Wow. In November of last year, I had a conversation with Ray Edwards on a three day event and his team said, that sounds a lot like coaching, <laughs> yeah. but you're doing it for free yet. You're struggling to scale this other business that doesn't excite you the way that these conversations excite you. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, you're right. So here I am. <laughs> you found what excites you. Yeah. You think if you um hadn't been in that mastermind group that you, I mean, would you have eventually figured out, oh, coaching, <laughs> um, this is what I'm doing. I'm doing it for free. I mean, I imagine you, you being in the 48 days community, I'm sure you would have wrote, arrived at that eventually because that 
that group is all about that helping people yeah. um, become eagles in their space. Um, but I imagine that mastermind helped you a ton to get there faster and get to that realization faster. Well, that coaching conversation that occurred in the middle of, it was actually before I joined the mastermind, it was a three day event. At the end of that event, we were invited to join the mastermind. Okay. Okay. It was in the middle of that event that we broke into a coaching session with Dan. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Ray, it was one of Ray's team members. His name is Justin Janowski, wonderful guy. He runs another uh, Christian coaches group and promoting, you know, people moving into coaching. And anyway, it it, it, it was a three-day event that I was participating in. We broke into this coaching session. They talked about what I really wanted and where I'd come from. You know, I got really personal and, and really vulnerable. And let me pause there and just say that's the one thing I think is most impactful Mm-hmm. If we, if nobody takes anything away from this conversation, if you are in a paid mastermind of any type, or you're in a paid membership community, or whatever it is, if you're in a paid business relationship with anyone, mm-hmm. and you don't show up authentically as you, and be prepared to just do the work of being vulnerable, mm-hmm. you're going to continue to struggle. Yeah. That's what I found. So I showed up and I said, I'm committed to my success, right? And we talked about that a minute ago. Mm-hmm. I'm committed to doing what it takes. And for me, what it took was just honestly being honest with those around me and myself and saying, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm struggling with. And yeah. this is where I've come from. And why can't I figure this out? And they, they started asking some really good questions. And yes. that's what coaching is, right? Being able to it ask is. really good questions not and listening. So. Yes. That conversation, you know, turned into, Dan, you're coaching people, right? Mm. Well, I mean, when you put it that way, I, I guess the only answer is yes. Mm. That's what I'm doing. Then yeah. why aren't you charging for it? Well, because I want to be able to give back. And so mm. then the conversation transitioned and really opened my eyes. So, okay, you want to be able to give back. And if you were to charge people a portion of your value that you're contributing already, would that enable you to be able to give back more? Ooh, good question. Like, oh Boom. yeah, oh my gosh, yes. Blew my mind. I was like, yeah. well, yes. And then if you charged more, would you then be able to contribute more value to the world? Well, yes. Yes. So that that That's that awesome. is what set it off for me. That's the reason I joined the mastermind to begin with. Yeah. I, I, and I'll be clear, I've told this story before, that I, I have no desire to become a copywriter. Yeah. I love to learn about copy because I love to learn about marketing and, and yeah. that enables me to continue to add to my toolkit where I can help people strategically when there's things that are they're challenged with in a business environment, right? I'm yeah. not getting the word out enough or something's not clicking we can start digging into that because it's not always mindset it's not always money it's how can i do these things and the more i learn there the more i'm able to to make an impact and transform people's lives and businesses but that was it for me that transformed me and i was like okay yes this this i have to do then oh my gosh okay so let's pretend this is a coaching session because there's lots of people out there right now that need this that are stuck either at that place where they, uh, where you were at right after you got out of the military, where you felt like the last 16 mm. and a half years, you were just kind of doing what you were supposed to do, going through the motions. It wasn't, you weren't yeah. um, really sure what you were going to do with the rest of your life. So a lot of folks that see 
people like us, Dan, and see us being able to work from home and be home with our families. And the fact that you can be, you know, have dinner with your mom and your grandfather around, it's amazing to me. Uh, that's awesome. I love that. Um, and my grandparents aren't around anymore. And so I'm jealous. Um, but, uh, we not like, I don't, I mean, you and I aren't multi billionaires or anything yet. Um, but we have time freedom and, um, there's a lot of guys, um, that want that. So talk to that guy that's in a job that desperately wants to get out. And what are questions? If you were on a call with Mm -hmm. them right now, they tell you, Dan, I know there's more. I see guys like you and Ryan doing this. You're successful in your business. You can get to be home with your family. I want to be there, but I don't know what that looks like for me. I don't know what opportunities. I know there's opportunities out there, but what would be a fit for me? How do I find that? So what are some of those questions that you ask somebody? And I think this is, this is gold right here. I mean, what you said is already gold, but um, thank you. What would you ask that person to get them to self-discover their, their, their path? I would ask them, I probably start with something along the lines of, well, let me back up because I always like to start with what is going to make this an impactful conversation for you. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that gives me some ideas right up front of things that we need to explore potentially. Okay. Um, because they're probably going to present with some fears or some ideas like you've just presented. And mm-hmm. if the one thing they want to do is truly discover where they're supposed to be in life, mm-hmm. um, I, I would probably look at some examples with them of where they have felt successful in their life. Okay. It could be, you know, childhood, high school, college, it could be work. Mm-hmm. It could be family, um, but we're probably going to uncover some some highlights, so to speak. Yeah. By the we, way, we, as you're saying this, this is a perfect lead magnet for for new clients. Hmm. It'd be like a have Elizabeth one way we have Elizabeth put together a list of these questions. Somebody feels it's almost like a it could be like Dan yeah. Miller is a perfect example of cranking out these applications that are five and six yeah. pages that take you through a process where you're writing down your answers. And at the end, you've got something like, wow, I've realized something new about myself or whatever. And that'd be a perfect lead into your coaching. But That's an interesting point. And we can talk about that in a minute uh, because I have an interesting, it's not new, but an interesting <laughs> approach. So, sure. um, so find out where you've been successful. Look back at your life where you feel like you've been successful. Yeah, what, is that, what does that look like? How did you feel? You know, when was the last time you experienced that level of success? And you know, what do you think contributed to it the most? And, and when you have those conversations and you start asking questions like that, you can look at someone and that's, I prefer in person if I'm have the option, but zoom is a great feature, Mm -hmm. uh, to incorporate because you can see when people really light up. Yes. And then you can start exploring those moments that you saw because we don't always see it when we're talking about it because we're frustrated. We're in this place in our life where everything is not everything, but lots, we feel like everything is overwhelming. Right. And so yep. we don't see that when you talk about the time you spend with your wife, you just smile and glow and yeah. light up like you wouldn't believe. And so mm-hmm. what you're really asking then might be, how can I spend more time intentionally with my family? Not where am I supposed to go? Mm. Right. And so we start exploring those opportunities and then we start looking at, well, what would allow us to enjoy that time intentionally with our wife or our family? Because that's where you get most excited yeah. and still be able to provide an income. So then we would look at, 
skill sets that you've acquired over the years and yeah. you know where again going back to where you felt most like you fit in throughout your mm -hmm. career and educational experiences and looking at okay yeah. what does that look like how do we what, what give me a picture of all of this inventory and i bring that word in on purpose and i'll come back to that in a second as well mm -hmm. but looking at those that inventory of things and saying okay now if yeah. this is the goal how can we apply all of these things in a way that will allow us to do that? Yes. Oh, that's so good. And I call out of, your assets or your resources. Yeah. What do you bring to the table? Your skill sets? Maybe you already have an email list or a Facebook group or uh, just a certain knowledge or you've overcome something in your life. You, you know, you lost a hundred pounds and you've been able to keep it off and you get people asking you about yeah. that and like, how did you do it? Well, that's a perfect, I mean, that, that could be a business. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so we, we just don't always see those things until we have someone to sort of brainstorm with. And, yes. and so I think the best question there again is what, you know, when did, when is the last time you've experienced success and what does that look like? How does it feel? Tell me more. Um, and exploring those pieces, right? Cause you start, you start getting into the golden nuggets of, mm -hmm. okay, so during this, this time period, you did these things and you felt super happy about it or excited yeah. about it. And, yeah. um, and sometimes that looks like constantly being challenged, right? So now mm -hmm. we know, okay, ding, ding, we need to look at opportunities that will continue to present challenges for people or, yep. you know, it, it really can go anywhere. It depends it on the person and who, where they've come from, what the kind of life they've lived, you know, whether they've got traditional or non-traditional education experiences. Yes that they bring for me, I have both, but, um, I mentioned earlier that it didn't start out that way, but I have been to college. I've got, I don't know, 300 and some credits with a 3.9 GPA. I just wow. have never found a place in school that is exciting to me. I yeah. love to learn. So I continue yeah. to go to school, but sure. I don't have a degree. Um, yeah. And, and I personally, this is me. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with people who, who need that level of support in their life or you know if they're in a profession that requires it that's certainly completely a, a separate topic mm -hmm. i've never enjoyed the experience of going to school yeah um and for me it's not a good fit there's no reason i see in my world to have a degree right. no one has ever said dan what are your coaching qualifications right, right. yeah so, and, and if they do, well, I'm studying in lots of places and I have lots of experiences that I bring to the experience table. Experience of life that you bring to the table. I've been a story brand guide. I've been a, a oh. finance. I am technically, I guess I'm a master financial coach. You know, I, I've, I've built industrial pump systems and repaired them. Yes. I, I, I repaired, I don't know, 20 of them sitting at the, the Marlboro factory in Richmond, Virginia, because they yeah. had an emergency need to replace some pieces on some pumps. And I mean, yeah. I've done lots of things and yeah. I've raised daughters. I've raised three nieces and yeah. it's all of those things that make me who I am yeah. and the recognition of how those things fit into my life that enables me to do that. Yeah. But even in, let's say you had none of that experience, um, wouldn't you say you still would be qualified to be a coach? Because we're not talking about a football coach where like a football coach has probably been, been on the field before he knows all the plays he's been in that player's shoes before. I would venture to say that you could coach me. Um, let's say that, you know, I want to lose weight and let's say that's never been a struggle for you. You've always been able to be thin and in shape. Um, so you really can't identify with me, but in, 
coaching, the way we talk about it here is just asking the right questions. And so um, you're just yeah. trying to almost, you're not necessarily teaching me anything. You are just asking the right questions that get me to come to the answer myself. Isn't that kind of the thing? And that's a skill set that anybody can learn. Yeah, I think it is. Um, and and I don't think I have to be personally attuned to your experience to right. be able to help you uncover those pieces, those mindsets that are keeping you from realizing it yourself, the the things right around you, you know, within your reach that will enable you to move forward. Yeah. Um, and then to provide the accountability. You know, so that starts with asking the right questions. Yes. And, and there, no, let me take that back. It's not the right questions. It just starts with genuine curiosity of people mm -hmm. and asking questions. They don't even have to be good questions. It's if I'm genuinely curious, that's going to bring a transformation to this conversation right away. Yeah, uh, that's good. Because I'm invested in you and it's clear. And so you're invested in you and then mm -hmm. you're invested in the conversation. Yes. And, and so when we when we do that, um, you, you ask questions out of curiosity that lead to other things. Mm -hmm. um, so I, yes, to answer your question, the answer is yes. But then, you know, accountability on the, on the other side of that is mm -hmm. a great you know, component of what coaching brings to the table, mm -hmm. um, encouragement and motivation. Uh, and I just had, uh, I mean, so a great example of how that play plays out is in my mastermind with Ray Edwards, I, they know I'm a coach. And one of the things I bring to the table is encouragement, motivation, and outside the box thinking from a questions perspective sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. So I just had a wonderful experience of being a mentor in his community for a new program he offered called Be Your Own Copywriter mm. or Become Your Own Copywriter, uh -huh. where my my focus in those weekly mentor meetings was to provide support and encouragement as we discussed as a group the challenges that people were facing with writing their copy. I'm not a copywriter. Yeah. So but you know, a lot of good people that you can go to when you need that service. Done. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. and it was structured in such a way that they, they spent essentially three days together each week, um, yeah. where there was training on copy. There was opportunities to ask questions specific to copy. Mm -hmm. And then they had a, a, a co-working, um, a virtual co-working session each week. Uh huh. Uh -huh. And I w they had opportunity to discuss things there as well. That's and then good. they had the session with their peers on Friday. And my job was to facilitate that and, again, provide the encouragement um, mm. and and help instill confidence that they can do that. And, and yeah. that's because they see me. Well, they know I'm a coach. They, they see the things and the way I show up for people. And mm -hmm. um, I think it's a great testament to all of the things we just talked about is if mm. you show up for people, people notice. That's right. Mm. That's so good. I like your question. What would the, what the, um, your master, the people on your retreat that you went to that three day retreat, they said they could tell that you lit up when you talked about those conversations you have with people. That's a question I ask people too. When I'm on a brainstorm call, what excites you? Yeah. What lights you up after you get done with doing that thing? What's that thing that you're it's you're not tired like oh that was a drag you're like yeah. wow that was awesome i want to do more of that those are and those are i'm like you those conversations i have with people brainstorming conversations helping them to see things about their their business or where they could go with it that they don't see for themselves that's super fun and then especially if they take steps to 
put that into action, even yes. more fun. Well, and that's what I, oh man, that's key for me. Uh, just since we're talking, I, I can do this all day. Yeah. If, if the people I'm speaking with are doing something as a result, yeah. If they're not doing something, I don't feel energized as a result. Yes, that's true. Because you feel like so, you're wasting you know, your time on them. Yeah. Yeah. I know I'm not wasting my time, but it certainly has that that feeling yeah. associated with I, I'm in, I'm more invested in you than you are, and this isn't going to work. So, right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. They need to be invested in themselves for sure. Yeah. Wow. Um. How did you make this jump? So, and I, I would probably need to wrap up pretty, pretty soon because um, just time I got another call to get on. But Absolutely. Um, I'm curious, like you were doing all this for free. I know a lot of people I talk to have, especially people in ministry, they have that mindset of mm. like, you know, I'm a pastor. I already do this conversations with people for free. How in the world do I transition from free to now I'm charging for it? I know it's just a mindset thing they got to get over. But uh, how do you, how did you get over that and start charging for it? Was it that question they asked if you'd be able to help more people if you charged? The recognition that if I, the more I charge, the more money I made. Well, so let me back up and say one of the things that went wrong for me jumping into entrepreneurship was I was pursuing money. Mm. Instead of looking at how can I serve people using my skills, talents, and abilities? How can I serve people well? Mm-hmm. And when I shifted that, things started happening. Yes. Um, so that was the first part yeah. of it. But then, mm-hmm. yeah, they, you know, looking at, I, I, I can serve more people better. That's that's my my motto, my mantra that I yeah. carry is helping more people better. I can I can do that successfully, and profoundly with the more income I bring in. And the more income I bring in, the more opportunity I have then to spend some extra time with people who may not be able to, I have to be careful how I say that because I think people find resources for things they want. Look yes. at their vehicles they're driving, look at you know the cool mm-hmm. toys they have, all the yes. stuff. Um, but there are some people yet who aren't ready because they don't have the confidence in themselves to invest at the level I'm talking about investing in mm-hmm. themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So I still want to be able to help those people. Right. And I can do that if my income is not a challenge for me. And, and so those realizations really helped me see that I could easily start charging for coaching, knowing that I bring value to the table. I've got a list of experiences where people have said, I've contributed to their life in some positive yes. means. You know, some of them have said I've contributed not just to their life and their business, but to their entire family. Wow. And <laughs> and that's that is exciting. That's impactful yes, for me. And and that was a free conversation too. Yeah. And and in fact, I I start with um I told you I'd come back to it in a minute. My process isn't really with lead generation. Now, I love having conversations like this on radio shows and podcasts or uh-huh. you know, when, when, when presented with the opportunity, I'll certainly talk with people. Um, but I prefer to start with how do we successfully build a relationship with someone else? Mm. And so I just start with genuine curiosity. Tell me what you've got going on. What excites you? you know, mm. How is that going for you? And Maybe there's an opportunity where you present with some challenges and, and we can sit down for a full coaching session and, you know, no obligations other than I, I'm here to help. 
Yeah. And if that works tremendously well for you, you had a wonderful experience, the next step is I'll invite you back. Yes. And again, this, this isn't anything you know, new. This is the prosperous coach method right mm-hmm. at its core. And yeah. so I'll invite you back. And at that conversation, maybe, maybe we'll get to a point where we talk about what it looks like to continue from there in a professional coaching relationship. Mm-hmm. But maybe we decide that that's not what you need. Maybe we get through everything need you, you needed to right now to do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't really do lead magnets. I have a podcast. Well, that actually would be your lead magnet, wouldn't it? Your, it those conversation, free conversations that you have with people to build that relationship, point them in the right direction. They've gotten some value out of it because now they feel like they probably learn more about themselves. You've probably given them some direction to at least start exploring. Um, yep. And then, uh, and from there, but you could, I mean, there's so many things you could do <laughs> in business. We could yeah, 500 different things we could be doing in our business to grow it. Um, you know, if I was on a con uh, on a, uh, just a, a discovery call with you for 15 or 30 minutes. And I tell you my story, um, you probably, there are, you could have uh, some type of, uh, here, here, Ryan, here's a five page PDF download to help you take what we've talked about and then, you know, help you figure out what those next steps might be. Um, Absolutely. Or I'll talk about it on my podcast and I'll yes. send it to you because, yes. um, I, I'm not a fan of writing. I'm just going to throw yeah. that out there. Right. Yeah. So I do podcasts. I do yes, live perfect. streams. <laughs> well, this could just literally be like, uh, like five, yeah. like five questions, like a worksheet that they, that you just ask questions and they yeah. fill out. Um, then at, at the bottom, is there an opportunity? Hey, you want to be happy to jump back on with you? Here's my link to schedule a call or whatever. Yep. Um, but, and that's uh, an interview process, by the yeah. way. Exactly. Uh, I, I'm interviewing them the same as they might be interviewing me along the way. Right. And I'm looking for people who are taking actions yes. um, to improve whatever it looks like. And, yeah. and not everybody's a great fit for one-on-one coaching. Maybe it's the investment. Maybe it's just sure. they don't need that level of accountability and support right this minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we also have a mastermind. And so, you know, yeah. we, we can certainly support at that level, which is more like, you know, group coaching, I guess, yeah. if I had to define it. Yeah. Um, Another idea would be somebody, if you, I imagine like if you're getting people contacting you, Hey, can I, like, can I pick your brain, Dan? Um, you know, <laughs> at time. some point, you know, I'm, I struggle with this cause I, I love helping people. And I usually, you know, if I can, I'll say yes to those types of things. But if I was trying to grow a coaching business <laughs> one-on-one and I had way too many of those types of requests, a little lead magnet like that would say, be happy to chat with you read my book or grab this five page PDF worksheet, fill this out. When you're done with that, we'll have a conversation. So at least have some type of filter, you know, that that person took action because they filled out this worksheet. Now you're willing to talk to them knowing that there's a good chance this could turn into a coaching client. Absolutely. You're not, you're just being wise about your time. So if they take time to schedule a call with me after I send them a a link, Hey, I'd I'd love to chat with you for 20 minutes here. Yes. Right. If they don't, or they wait six weeks, then I know that their interest level is not yeah. the significant level I want to see for them to work with me. Yeah, because you don't want to waste your time. Not you're wasting time, but you, right, you want right. to work with people who want to be helped. There's got to be value in it for everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Dan, this is awesome. I love it. Yes, right. Um, how can, obviously, I want to talk about how can people find you and your, ah. your Pro Growth Podcast? Yeah, so I just launched a new website, new domain. Uh, but danw.us is how you can find me. You can find the Pro Growth Podcast there. 
um, as well as learn more about the things we're working on. Um, you can also find me in, this is just shameless plug, but the 48 Days Eagles community. Yes, great um, community. And if you don't mind, really quickly before we depart, I know Go we're up on time, but uh, now, uh, when, are you, well, let me, when are you publishing this? I mean, it, I can uh, do it pretty soon. Um, I know okay. you got that master class coming up or your, what, the your seminar. 48 Days Eagles is doing a live seminar, right? It's uh -huh. a six-week seminar that's, that will help people answer the question you brought up earlier. Yes. How do I figure out where I'm supposed to be? Sure. Um, when does that start? Because I might be able to bump your episode up if it... They close registration the 13th of September. I think we start the 20th or the 21st officially. Oh, okay. Registration's closed before the 13th. So now's the time and the cost couldn't be uh, better. If you're an Eagle, uh, the price is reduced. So, you know, but if you're not an Eagle, you do get some free perks for signing up for that. It, but it's $250. And let me tell you, oh, wow. That's if, all. You're gonna, if you were going to do it with me, <laughs> I charge $2,500. So yeah. There's tremendous value from that six yes. weeks of, of content together. Yeah. More so than what the price would indicate. And, and awesome. so I would encourage people to take advantage of it. And I'll send you, um, I have a referral link. I'll be clear yeah. about that. I'll send, send that to, to you if anybody wants to sign up. Yeah. Send it to me. Um, in order, so this is the 8th of September. So only got five more days. I'll make this the episode that drops on Friday. Well, I appreciate so that. People, thank you. Give us a few more days to jump in on that. So cool. Well, Dan, thank you so much. I knew that we would get along. I saw you in the Eagles group and just saw a post. I'm like, I need to know that guy. So I just reached out to you virtually. And um, now we've been on each other's podcasts. And uh, guarantee there's going to be stuff in the future we can partner up with, do together or whatever. So appreciate Absolutely. all you do. Absolutely. If I can do anything to contribute to your community, don't hesitate to reach out, my friend. Appreciate Thanks it. Thanks so much all for right. having Have me. Have a blessed day. Bye-bye, everyone. See you next week.